I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday. We are back, and it is time to nerd out on the things that we all love and things that better our lives. And yes, we are back, by the way, today. Seriously, it's not a joke. We're still musically journeying through the decades, and now it is time for the 80s. We've got an origin, some stuff on our honk list to share with you. So much fun is coming. I cannot wait. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me that if I didn't take Lorraine out, that he'd melt my brain. Let us rock it. Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Real Brian Show, baby. Yeah, I can't do uh, Austin Powers. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. It's it's all good. Hey, I'm here. Hi, Captain. You're here. I'm okay. Ah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, when I told everybody that you had a, an illness, a sickness that could not be explained, I mean, I got a lot of calls and emails saying, "Oh my gosh, like, is he is he dying? Does he have the vids? You know, dude. COVID, by the way, the vids, dude. I." I'm actually I I can't I can't disclose the illness I had uh, because it's just not appropriate. You know, let's just That's suffice to say that I had yeah it is suffice to say that I had a gastric issue oh. uh, when we were going to, on the day we were going to record last week and um, and it lasted about a day and a half and yeah. then it was then it went away drinking Drano again yeah but 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 if but if I had been there we would not have been blessed with that fantastic little something that you threw at us something uh last friday anyway <laughs> that was something uh yeah you're right about that that was kind of bizarre so, man yeah the firecracker yeah. firecracker unicorn yeah, not firecracker I, I, by the way firecracker unicorn uh, yeah i i've got to know where that came from well that is a story that i can't tell it's a secret <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, let's just say this. Let's just today, say that um, he's real, uh, and it involves Rob Dog. If you remember, Doctor Rob Dog. Yeah. Yes, I remember Drob Dog. Drob Dog uh, and his wife, the mermaid, who's never made an appearance on the show yet, by the way. But we discussed this many years ago over a Fourth of July fire pit celebration. You know, and the firecracker unicorn had made his appearance that night, and we saw him. We witnessed him. And wow. the mermaid actually drew a picture of the firecracker unicorn with the afro and the, you know, I mentioned the, the, this horn that shoots fireworks and yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was beautiful and we had it all there and we couldn't find the drawing of it. And I actually, the drawing, I was going to pull it out and put it up on the, the blog post. I wanted everybody to see it, man. I was just like, come yeah. on, you've got it, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know where it is. It's Dude, somewhere. I, I wonder if the firecracker unicorn absconded with the drawing. I mean, might have, yeah, because you can't get a picture of them. It just does your your camera like ends up taking a picture of nothing. Totally, wow. Well, I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed that because I wanted to share finally something true with the listeners because you know I, I feel like most of the time our our show is just full of you know complete nonsense and and fluff, yeah, yeah, yeah. fluff and and basically <laughs> falsehood. I mean, we we don't talk about anything true anymore. And we, we said, like, what's on our honk about. list? While we're watching this show that doesn't exist, you know, like Loki. I mean, of course, no one, Loki. Marvel's never going to do a show called Loki. 
Loki. I mean, <laughs> dumb word. I, mean, I know. I can't believe anyway, we invented yeah. that. Yeah, nobody's watching that. So, I mean, what you know, we, I wanted to share something true, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. And for the 4th of July, not only did we see the firecracking unicorn, he and I are friends, by the way. I get to see him. I have a lot of magical unicorn dust that I use on a regular basis, you know. <laughs> It was a good time. Uh, Fourth of July, we were up in in the mountains in Estes Park again, and they they put on that amazing. Okay, so last year they didn't do the fireworks show because of COVID. COVID, right. Yeah, the vids. Yeah, they didn't want to bring all the people together because people come together regardless of whether they're supposed to or not. That's just what people do, right? (laughs) So this year they did, and, you know, around 100,000 people descended again on the the small town of Estes Park, population 6,000, you know, that kind of thing. So it's busy, amazing fireworks show. Once again, great times. And of course, you know, we stay there. We don't have to drive with all the people, but. Dude, barbecues. We made mm, homemade ice cream. Mm. It's tradition oh. every year. We did the custard, the custard style this year, which was, you know, you, you cook egg in it, cook oh, it on the nice. stove, do all that good stuff, and then wow. thicken it up, and then you chill it, and then you freeze it, all that. Oh, man. Dude. So good. Hey, would you like to hear about my 4th of July, Brian? Yes. Well, you had the vids. or the No, you didn't have COVID. You, you had no, the, no. the intestinals. No, I was fine by then. Oh, okay, so um, you just had gotten home from Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And so what I did Sunday, 4th of July, yeah, absolutely nothing. Wow. I did not set foot outside more than once, and I did not see a single firework, although fireworks just don't do it for me anymore. You know, I do enjoy listening to what sounds like a war yeah. outside every 4th of July. It literally sounds like uh, what I imagine, oh, let's say any, name your European town uh, in the 1940s. Okay. So yeah. Warsaw. Crazy. Well, if you don't like fireworks, you clearly have never had a visit from the firecrack oh, unicorn. I love fireworks. I just don't care. Does that make any sense? Maybe that sounds... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. I love fireworks, but I really don't give a rat's. So, no, if, if, if you happen to be outside you looking communist? up and there are fireworks... <laughs> okay, all right. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. When I was a kid... Oh, no, sorry. When I was in college... The firecracker unicorn visited me on 4th of July okay. and did something I, I can't talk about. And it basically ruined fireworks for me. Okay. It's his fault. I think. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. Whatever. All right. Well, anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed a calm 4th of July though. Yes, yeah, I very good. much did. I, I enjoyed my weekend and I do appreciate fireworks. I just can't be around them anymore. Well, that sounds fantastic. All right. Well, thank you for um, thank you for regaling us with that. Oh, and speaking of that sounds fantastic, yes. I uh, finally heard your uh, voicemail, or I, I heard oh. a voicemail, your your message <laughs> when I tried to call you uh, a few days ago. Yeah. I was very surprised. Would you talk about that, please? Well, though, no, I mean, I, I want to hear your your reaction first. What did you think of that? Well, I I was amused because yeah. it was Russian, Brian. Did it, did it sound Russian and did it sound real? I mean, was it, yeah, was he it convincing? Said, Hello, uh, welcome. Uh, this is Brian's <laughs> phone or Brian something. Phone. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So it was so funny because when, when Sarah, she did, she hadn't heard it and she listened to it. She's like, wow. She started laughing and she said, it sounded like you couldn't speak English because it's very broken English. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I was going for. Funny story. I was trying to schedule an appointment and the person calls back. And I missed their call because I was on another another call and all that. Didn't leave a message. And I thought, that's funny. My original message said, uh, hi. And that's been that's there right. for... Yeah, it's been there for years. And I just totally years forgot all years. about it. Because nobody nobody calls anymore. They all text and message. And so it's like, you know, I used to leave these ridiculous voicemails or voice messages for when people would call you. Because, you know, it was, it was fun. I'd, I'd love throwing people off. Well, then... 
people stopped calling. So I haven't changed it in like, I don't know, five years Hell, or seven yeah. years or 20 years. I don't know. Maybe it was 50 years. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've changed that. So she called, obviously didn't leave a message. So I called back and said, hey, I saw you call. And she goes, oh my gosh, I didn't know if that was And She's freaking out about this. And it was so funny. I said, okay, maybe it's time to change it. So I said, I'll, I'll do something normal. That's what I told her. Right. <laughs> so then I changed it to hello. <laughs> you have reached Brian's cell phone. And then I went on from there. I was like, please leave message or something like that. I was just trying to be as ridiculous as possible. And yes, Russian listeners, we know he does not sound Russian. It's okay. though. Or they're just like, wow, dude, you could totally pass for a Russian man. Duh. Duh. I don't know what it is with these conversations that I have with people. Lord Thunder, I'm sorry, but I have to bring this one up. We're having a text conversation and I said, um, you know, Pilates has been getting great. I'm getting excited. You know, I'm starting like it's been kind of cool getting back in and all of a sudden I'm going, hey, this is becoming easy now. Let's move up the weight. Keep going. You know, so you're starting to see the body like respond. The muscles are growing. And and he's like, yeah, me too, man. I'm this is so exciting. And his text came in and said, you know, now that I'm back to working out, I'd expect to see some improvements again besides having fully erect arms all the time. <laughs> I said, I think you're the first person I've ever known that has ever used fully erect and arms in the same sentence. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I totally get what he means. When I first hear that, I know exactly what he's talking about. He's he's getting jacked again. You know, when I first met Lord Thunder in person, by the way, so we'd known each other for a while, but finally meeting in person. Has this been five years ago already? Wow. Almost five years ago. That's insane. Going on 20. Yes. Yeah. Going on 20. He was ripped. He was jacked. I think I told the story that Diggle, the guy that played Diggle, David Ramsey in Arrow, Uh like walked by Carl and was like, whoa, bro. It's like, you're as big as I am. We could arm wrestle. And that's saying something because anybody that watched Arrow saw how big Diggle got. It was huge. Carl was very proud of that. And so we were always talking about that. And then, of course, COVID hit, you know, and everybody, I think, just kind of lost their, not everybody, but most people lost their physique, you know, 25 pack abs, (laughs) stuff like that. So. He's been working back into it now, you know, there we go. Ready to go. So I am proud of Lord Thunder for having fully erect arms and chiseled abs again. And Carl, if you ever, if you ever get a chance to arm wrestle Diggle, send us a photo of those two locked and fully erect arms, please. Yeah. You know, it is kind of funny because you see the dudes that are walking along and, and they, their arms are, you know, kind of a 45, almost 90 degree angle because they can't put them down by their sides anymore. Yeah, Hans and Franz. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's right. that's some. Is that attractive? I mean, <laughs> should, should, to some people, to some I, people, I guess yeah. I just uh, I look at that and I say, I almost feel like you just can't do much. I mean, you're you're ripped. You go into an arm wrestling or any kind of wrestling with that person and you're dead. Right. But can they play the piano? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just curious. <laughs> Okay, moving on. I mentioned last week that we may or may not do video, kind of depending on whatever we felt like. And um, the video update, though, is that I'm ready. <laughs> We've all been just <laughs> screwing with you guys, basically. <laughs> no, I, th- I think really, honestly, Brian, the, the stance we need to take right now is that since every time we are like right there and something else goes wrong, we just basically need to just hang our hats on surprising everyone when we finally do go to video. We just can't keep promising it. We just can't. Well, I didn't. Because, I said we're still working on it. Right. And yeah. we're constantly, and, we, and we, we really are still working on it. Like we spent how long last night trying to troubleshoot something? And the powers that be, I guess, if you believe in such things, just aren't 
really wanting us to do video yet. So it's weird, but eventually, eventually we will because we've invested a lot of time and money in it. So I do feel like um, there's like this force that's working against us right now. It is weird. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it starts to feel like because I was ready to go last night, very excited. And we're like, we're doing a test. And that then sounds bad. You could, <laughs> I was ready to go. You I mean, captain influence failed, man. <laughs> Couldn't perform, dude. It was, I don't know what was going on with, with Couldn't perform. Yeah. Your, wow. your, your PC dude, Steve would not work for us last night. Steve yes. would not perform with Ecamm live. So I don't know what was going I, on, man. Steve was jealous. I think that's all it was. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we're still trying to figure it out, but you were not able to connect and you basically, what was funny is I tried it out with Lord Thunder today and he was like, yeah, no, pro- we didn't have any problems at all. We know it's an issue with your, end, setting, yeah. your PC settings and yeah, yeah, that's Microsoft. We're still trying to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, it's Sorry, a Windows Mike. machine trying to work with a Mac program. It is built for Mac completely. I mean, it's a hundred percent of Mac program, which I'm fine with, but it does allow PC users to connect and it's, Oh yeah. And it is what it is. So we'll figure it out. Even, even when uh, Lord Thunder switched over from his Mac to his PC, he started to have some issues, but we figured it out and it wasn't anything huge. So hopefully we'll, we'll right. have this fixed. <laughs> it's all a matter of, week. can you connect? And uh, <laughs> dude, you've got an origin. I have an origin. Yay. I know. Thanks to Chris, by the way, for this one, the origin this week is three sheets to the wind. You've heard that right, Brian? I have, and I have no idea what it means. Okay, so the, what it means is to describe someone who's drunk. Oh, okay. Say that <laughs> Tony was three sheets to the wind at that party last week. Oh my gosh, you should have seen him dancing around naked, and and the firecracker unicorn was up in the sky and oh, and, and throwing rainbows at him, and it was just he was totally three sheets to the wind. Okay, okay. There are t- actually two possible origins to this. Uh, the first one, according to Wiktionary.com, is derived from sailing ships. And this is the origin that I, I assumed it was. The sheet, in quotes, and the phrase uses the nautical meaning of a rope that controls the trim of a sail. If a sheet is loose, the sail flaps and doesn't provide control for the ship. Having several sheets loose, quote, to the wind, unquote, uh, could cause the ship to rock about drunkenly. Yeah. Before settling on the standard usage of, quote, three sheets, a scale used to be employed to rate the drunkenness of a person, with one sheet meaning slightly inebriated and four sheets meaning unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) So a better description relates this phrase to a square-rigged ship sailing on the wind on a bowline, as they say, with the three windward sheets hauled all the way forward in or to the wind. The ship will stagger like a drunken sailor as she meets the waves at an angle of 60 degrees to the beam. Now, Brian, I don't understand any of what I just read. So for loose sheets to have this effect, there would have to be six loose sheets, three to windward and three to leeward. So unless all of the upper sails secured to the yards were also loosed, having the coarse sheets loose would not produce any change in a ship's motion except to reduce its forward speed a bit. Interesting. It is, but I have absolutely no idea what any of that meant. That makes sense, though, because, I mean, it's a, just, just put it this way. It's a sailing thing. It is very much a sailing yeah. thing. And in fact, I think that Wiktionary went a little pretentious on this description. The second theory, according to ecenglish.com, we already know it's used to describe someone who's drunk to the point of being unable to stand up straight. The sheets here refer to the sails of a windmill rather than, a, than bed linen. Okay. Windmill operators used to add or remove the number of sails according to the strength of the wind. I didn't know that. One basic rule that they had to follow was to always keep an even number of sails, either two or four. 
opposite each other in order to keep the windmill balanced and steady. If they ever had three sheets, the windmill became unstable and extremely wobbly, swaying from side to side very much like someone who has enjoyed a little too much alcohol. Gotcha. That second explanation, even though I assumed it had to do with sailing ships, makes way more sense to me. Yeah, I I think actually the first one makes the most sense to me because I would imagine sailors coming up with this phrase. Yes. You know, it's just one of those things they would do. And it does make sense, you know, that if the ship's all over the place and they're like, oh, you know, and probably the second one is also very likely true, but probably later on, you know, after the ship one. That's my theory. My, Maybe. my theory is the yeah. sailors came up with it first. and But who knows? But who knows? Yeah, I, I think it could go either way. If you're three sheets to the wind, you're drunk. And if you're four sheets to the wind, you're unconscious. I'm going to remember that one for somebody who's passed out. Oh, he's four sheets to the wind. <laughs> thank you for the origin, though. There you go. Yeah. And thank you, Chris. Yes. For asking so about keep, that. And guys, keep sending me these origins because yes. if you don't, I'll think of something. But I really appreciate the input. Okay, it's time for our journey through the decades. We've been having so much fun with this. It's 80s week. Let's have some fun. It's 80s week. It's 80s week. Pull out your leg warmers, you know, tight roll your jeans. Uh, I don't know. Get my headband. Get my uh, Karate Kid headband on. Yeah, perm your hair. Put the huge bangs in front. 80s music, dude. Every single decade I've been going first. Let's switch it up and let you go first this time. Okay. Well, I don't have as many stories from each of this stuff because, I mean, I love 80s music and I listen to 80s music and it's fun and 80s music was kind of, you know, the 80s dances and stuff. So 80s is really, really fun, but I don't have as many stories with this. So my my first five are really, really good songs for me anyway. Queen, Who Wants to Live Forever. Oh, good song, dude. Good pick. This is from the Highlander soundtrack, which was in 1986, which I loved that movie, but I really think this is just one of Queen's most passionate and emotional songs that they ever did. Yes. It's, it's also from their, uh, it, it's a kind of magic album, by the way, which is the, the Highlander soundtrack. But most of the music on the, it's a kind of magic is from the Highlander movie or for the Highlander movie, I guess is what we should say. But man, okay. what a powerful song. And of course it reminds me of watching the Highlander movie and the TV show, of course. And for whatever reason, it reminds me of rain over the mountains. I wanted to find out the, kind of the origin behind this and it's it's a pretty short origin but it's really cool but if anyone has seen highlander there is a, a part well first of all you know he is an immortal connor mcleod is approached by ramirez played by sean connery sean connery and he said you can't die highlander and you know then he talks about how his his beloved wife heather who this is what in the is it the 1400 or 1600s right I think, the movie. Like that. I think it's in the 1600s in the Highlands of Scotland, you know, his his bonnie lass Heather. They get married and all that and they're growing old and Ramirez is warning she's going to grow old and die and you will stay the same age and kind of like the, the emotional anguish that's going to come from that. Well, at the scene where Heather eventually does die and, you know, he's still young and everything. It's a really powerful, very sad, emotional scene. Yeah. They did a really, really good job with it. Yeah. Apparently, Brian May, guitarist of Queen, saw that 20-minute scene of Heather's death, watched Mm -hmm. it, and then went to the backseat of his car and wrote the song. And I was just like, wow, "Wow, dude, what? I mean, you captured it perfectly. But man, I mean, how cool is it that somebody could go watch that and then just go and write a song so beautiful and so powerful and so appropriate that it's just like, that's it. I mean, that that is it. You did it. (laughs) You captured the moment. Holy cow. So... Anyway, that's why it's my number one pick. Good number one pick. Number two, and I absolutely just love, I love this entire <laughs> album is Peter Schilling, Major Tom. 
It's such a cheesy song, dude. Uh, no, it's. I, I think it's a really good complimentary song to David Bowie's Major Tom. Yeah, uh, which is what it was. Which is what it was paying homage to. Exactly. Um, it's not a remake. Everybody thought it was, but it's not. It's different no. lyrics and stuff. But it's a. It is an homage to David Bowie's. Uh, what's it called? Space Oddity. Yes. Which is about right. Major Tom, but it's so good. So my freshman year of college, my friend introduced me to Peter Schilling in general. And I was just like, dude, this is really cheesy. It's 80s cheese, you know, and it comes from the album World of Lust and Crime, which I love this album. It's so good. And it was the funniest thing is like, I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. And I'll listen to it. I'm like, dude, I love this now. (laughs) It's so good. But it was also, this is kind of funny. It was the first time that I saw the Japanese anime El Hazard, which I absolutely love. That came out. I think it came out in the 90s, like 90, 95 or something. I don't even know. I but I watched it later after it came out and it was, it still is to this day, my favorite Japanese anime because the story is so good mm. and it was all in December. We were watching this during the holidays and, and we were listening to Peter Schilling and Christmas music and watching El Hazard. And, and then I would listen to this. It was so funny. I'd go listen to the, the Peter Schilling album while driving around looking at Christmas lights. And then that same year, my parents and I drove down to Phoenix for Christmas and we listened to the album driving, you know, south through southern Colorado into New Mexico. And right. so then now it just reminds me of Christmas season. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like I pull out huh. my Peter Schilling every Christmas and I listen. It's like Christmas music now, but one way or the other, it's amazing 80s <laughs> music. Schilling. So yeah, Peter Schilling's Christmas. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Major Tom. Oh, ground no. control to Major Tom. <laughs> so check that song out if you've never heard. It's a good one. Uh, here's another funny seasonal one for me. But this was from 1989, Martika. Oh, God. Dude, wasn't she like a one-hit wonder? <laughs> yes, I'm she pretty was. sure this is the only song she's even known for, Toy Soldiers. Yes. I mean, it is pure 80s, dude. It is wow. total That's 80s. That's three? Wow. I love this song. Okay, yeah, no, I love it too. It's just yeah. interesting. It's number three because of, again, the nostalgia behind it. Not because right. it's a better song than some of these other ones that I have. Oh, I, I get you. Again, I was introduced to this in college. Well, long after it came out, you know, right. And my friend Jen introduced me to it and it was in November and that's the funny part. So I'm cranking it. I'm loving it. And then like one night we went to go see Starship Troopers <laughs> and then I, I went and listened like the song was still playing when I got out of Starship Troopers. And what's funny is it's talking about toy soldiers. You know, they all yeah. fall down. They all die and everything. I don't think that's what the song's about. I think it's actually about drugs or something. I don't know though. Step by step. Exactly. Heart to heart. Yeah. Yeah. I had that whole song memorized. It's funny. I, yeah. I, left, right, yeah. left. We all fall down like toy soldiers. Right. And and the thing is, is right after seeing Starship Troopers and everyone's dying, you're just kind of like, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Kind of reminds I me of Starship that. Troopers. So it's totally. like this November Starship Troopers song. So it's like my sci-fi November, but one way or the other is totally classic. Katie's pop. <laughs> all right. Moving on to something that I think we can all agree is a better song. But it's my know, number four pick. I don't know a better song, but uh, but more talented. I think, it's a, I think it's a better song. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. But this song is amazing. And extreme, the band extreme. Yeah, play with me is my favorite of their songs. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> flight of the wounded bumblebee, he man, woman hater is also really, really, really <laughs> talented, but also very wrong. <laughs> and of course, for those of you who have seen the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yes. that was featured. It's it's when Beethoven is doing his crazy thing, right? Playing on the keyboard. Yep. Oh my gosh, dude. Nuno Betancourt, the master. He is one of the most talented guitarists ever to play. This level of technical talent is, yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, everybody goes, everybody knows about Eddie Van Halen or Joe Satriani. Well, not everybody, but you know, if you know of the great guitarists, you know, those guys, but this guy 
could make his guitar do things I didn't even know was possible. Yeah, he's he's one. Of, he's he's in the top five with Eddie Van Halen easily. And and, and the yeah. people who know good guitarists know that. Yes, it's just the general public doesn't know who Nuno Betancourt is. No, he's a lead lead guitarist of Extreme. Yep, and he is a master. Ingway Malmsteen is another one that's really amazing. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of guys up there, but he's you're right. I would I would agree that he's in the top five. I think you know Eddie Van Halen could make his guitar sing. And Nuno could, like I said, go so fast on the guitar. It just didn't seem possible. You're kind of like, that can't be real. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. If you've never heard this song, do yourself a favor and listen to Extreme Play With Me. It is ridiculously, it's one of the highest energy songs I've ever heard too. It's so fun. My number five here, it's got to go to Bruce Hornsby on the range, Mandolin Rain. It is so beautiful, dude. I mean, of course, it's Bruce Hornsby, so it's got awesome piano. The mandolin in this song, though, is so good. Also, just great memories with this song. I have to do like, I've got two here that are super close. So I've got sixth and seventh dude. I mean, I love this song. Neil Diamond America. This was 1980 when it came out. Also, you know, with 4th of July just happened Coming this last to week. America. Yeah, dun, dun, home. So yeah. we can't, we can't play clips of the song. So maybe I should just sing clips. Yeah, you could sing it. Song. That's good. Yeah. We're coming to America. And if you do like a, a screamo version, you know, my country just of thee. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's really good. It was in the jazz singer movie if anyone's ever seen that with Neil Diamond, of course. And at the very end of the movie, this is like the best part is he gets up and he performs this song America. And I saw it when I was a kid and I was just like, Oh, this is so cool. And I was like, dude, wouldn't it be cool to perform like that? And I was like, I want to become a performer. Oh, wow. now I don't sing and I don't ever want to get up and sing in front of a huge crowd like that, but I do love performing in front of a huge crowd. I've played, played with bands, I performed in front of thousands, loved it. And I, now I do what I do. I get behind a microphone. And I love this. So was kind of one of the uh, I don't know if it was the inspiration, but it's definitely one of the big inspirations was watching Neil Diamond perform America. And of course, I just love that song. So I'm just like, this is so cool. So anyway, great song. And then my also super close, which will go with seventh here is Bananarama Cruel Summer. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) Right kid, baby. Bananarama, dude. Yeah. And Cruel Summer is so awesome. So there you go. And then I have a ton of honorable mentions. So I'll I'll very, very quickly just kind of go through a few of these. There's so many good 80 songs. I know. So many. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, classics, a lot of them we're not going to mention, but... Um, yeah, way more than anyone who didn't live through the 80s even realizes, to be honest. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. This was totally. this was so much fun because <laughs> it was Top Gun, dude. And I remember when this movie... We were kids, man, when the movie came out, and my friend's like, dude, I want to become a fighter pilot. And so, you know, we were in Everyone. Phoenix, of course. Yeah. Well, there was, you know, flying over water. There was a water scene. And so we had pools in Phoenix and we get on the diving board and that was our, sh- our plane, our F-14. Uh-huh. And we'd be cruising around <laughs> fighting things. And oh no, we got hit. Bell Eject. My friend actually did become a fighter pilot. So and because of Top Gun, probably, right? Probably. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that cool? There was a statistically provable, huge spike in uh, recruitment in the Navy aviation in the late 80s because of that movie. Yeah. Granted, yeah. he went into the Air Force, but that was much later because, you know, Still. we were kids. So, yeah. Other one I was going to mention really quickly is uh, Putting on the Ritz by Taco. This was a song written back in, I think it was 1930, I believe. I think it was uh, Irving Berlin that wrote it, I want to say. Yeah, Taco redid it in the uh, <laughs> 80s. And I used to listen to this song on a record as a kid. It was really fun, man. So Def Leppard, Bring It on the Heartbreak, favorite song of theirs. Dude, Europe, The Final Countdown. I mean, that's classic 80s. Krista Berg, Lady in Red. I had forgotten about that song and I was going through my 80s mix and I was like, dude, oh my gosh, what a beautiful song. Rush, Tom Sawyer came out in 1980. 
that surprised me because most of their stuff is uh, earlier, but I love that song. So that's fun. Shaka, dude, I, I didn't read this one too. Shaka Khan, Ain't Nobody. I love this was a total no, 70s. I, I, that was 1982. I was like, or 1980 as well. Sorry. Yeah, that sounds like an 80s song to me. All right. Stevie Nicks, Edge of 17, Scorpions. Yeah, No One Like You. That's a good one. My favorite Journey song was Faithfully. I mean, that was a great okay. one. Laura Brannigan, Self-Control. Most people have probably never heard this song, but it's good. Yeah. You know that one. I remember sure. that song. Yeah, yeah. totally. Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero heart alone. Thompson twins. Hold me now. Diva whip it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> whip it. Whip it. Uh, Van whip Halen it jump. I, I like jump man. Jump was one of my favorites of theirs. Bon Jovi runaway. Huey Lewis in the news. Power of love. Men at work down under human league. Don't you want me fine young cannibals? Carl Douglas. I mean all the, so much good stuff in the eighties dude. but go for it. Yours. Your turn. The eighties were so difficult for me to narrow it down to even a top five or six or seven. <laughs> I had to do a top 10. So bear with me. I'll try and make it brief. <laughs> this is the first time you've had to do that. Yes. Number one, Kaja Gugu, too shy. Too shy. Shy, shy. Hush, hush. I do. I, this song, song to me ep- epitomizes the 80s new wave music, and I never get tired of it. It's arguably my favorite 80s song. Nice. Number two, The Human League. I counted this as my favorite 80s song for a long time before I disco- rediscovered Kaja Gugu. Number three, Michael Jackson's Human Nature. Interesting. From his Thriller album. Mm -hmm. I was so obsessed with this song one summer when I was probably like nine or something like that. I listened to the the cassette, not Thriller, but it was actually also on an album that he did with his brothers, like the Victory Tour or something like that. This song was on that album, cassette tape. I listened to it over and over on my Walkman that summer, over and over. Nice. It's still my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. Uh, Number three, Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. Yeah, this is the this is the Tears for Fears song that is uh, featured in Donnie Darko. For those of you who are familiar with that movie, I've always loved Tears for Fears. This is easily my favorite song from them. Uh, the video featured a hard to get sexy librarian. Number four, Billy Joel, oh, Allentown. Yeah. Billy Joel, Allentown from the Nylon Curtain album. Still my favorite Billy Joel album. Cool. One of the first songs I would play over and over on my parents' stereo. I just sit in front of the stereo. And stare at it while I listen to Allentown. And then when the, the song was over, I would hit rewind and go back to the beginning. <laughs> you know, remember the old tape player stereos where oh, you had yeah. to actually, you couldn't just, you couldn't just go back a track like CDs. Oh, yeah. You had to rewind until it was at the beginning. <laughs> and at the time I had no inkling of the sociopolitical aspect of the lyrics, by the mm, way. Interesting. I, yeah. Number five, Queen. Oh, Flash, yeah. Flash's theme from yeah. Flash Gordon. Flash, savior oh. of the universe. Oh, I love that. Exactly. Flash song. Gordon. Flash Gordon was the first movie I have a memory of going to with my dad in, the, in 1980 when I was only four. And the soundtrack, which my father had on, on vinyl, grabbed hold of me immediately. In fact, it's the movie and soundtrack that made me a Queen fan for life. The songs I liked when I was a kid, I listened to over and over again. Like I would just play it over and over. Number six, Aha, Take Me On. Remember that? Take, or take on me. Take on me. Yeah, take on I me. Yeah, it's yeah. called... Is it called Take On Me or Take yeah, Me On? It's Take On Me. Okay. I Which is really weird, actually, but that, yes. I'm backwards. Yeah. Sorry. I was completely obsessed with this song when I was about nine in yeah. 1985 because of the keytar in the video. <laughs> I wanted a keytar so bad. Oh, this is so funny. When, for Christmas. My parents ended up getting me a little Casio keyboard oh. instead. <laughs> Dude, Christmas fail. You remember those? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I mean, keytars were expensive, right? I mean, they were. you were going to give a nine-year-old kid a keytar. Well, anyway, I know, but you know, the Casio keyboard was a really good first keyboard for somebody trying to figure yeah, out if they liked it or totally. not. That was really, really good. But I mean, that's not a keytar, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. Number uh, seven, Toto, Africa. Oh, yeah. 
surprised we haven't put that in our list yet. Uh, it was it was in there, and I had to delete it to pare mine down. Fair enough. I have lots of good memories of going skiing since we lived in Colorado uh, through most of the 80s, and this song was usually on the tape player at some point on each trip. So yeah. my parents loved this song, too. Nice. Number eight, Duran Duran, oh, Union yeah. of the Snake. I loved this video on MTV. It's very Mad Max, as opposed to their Wild Boys video, which had a water monster in it at the end that used to scare the crap out of me. I always had to cover my eyes when that part of the video came on. Wild Boys wasn't my, one of my favorite Duran Duran songs, but Union of the Snake was. I just, for some reason, the videos remind me of each other for some reason. Because they were both kind of post-apocalyptic. You know, Duran yeah. Duran had a lot of post-apocalyptic videos. Number nine, or I guess this is number... Yeah, I guess yeah, nine. Is. I have a top nine. Tina Turner, One of the Living. Oh, okay. Very obscure Tina Turner song because yeah, it's the it. opening. It's the opening song in one of my favorite movies of all time, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Nice. So if you ever watch Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, the song at the very beginning with the opening credits is that song. I was kind of a Mad Max addict from uh, 1981 when The Road Warrior came out until basically forever. <laughs> so that, nice. that franchise began my fascination with post-apocalyptic fiction. Wasn't it one of so, the first, I mean, not maybe not the first first movie, but one of the first famous movies to kind of go into that genre? Yeah, there were a Road ton Warrior. of B movies that did it before that. Yeah. But it was one of the first blockbuster movie franchises that explored post-apocalyptia or whatever you want to call it. So really quick, honorable mentions, uh, yeah. Journey, Send Her My oh, Love. I love More, that song. Kind of, yeah, kind of a kind of an obscure Journey song, oh, but that it's was, easily my favorite. That was my second. It was like Faithfully and Send Her My Love were like my two, like, oh, and I love Lights too, but that, that Send Her My Love was like, oh, yeah. I can't get enough of that song. Love Culture that song. Club's Time. Oh, nice. Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About oh, Me yeah. because Breakfast Club. That's I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Pet Shop Boys, oh, West yeah. End Girls. Oh, yeah. Def Leppard Photograph. Yep. Uh, Men without hats, safety dance. Oh, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Come on, that was that uh, was on my list too, and I had to, I was like I had fifty six songs that I had to pare down to like thirty, I think. Totally, so I, I, I get, get it. I, I can relate. Yeah. Spent ballets, true. Yep. Uh, Michael, jo- uh, sorry, Michael George, George Michael's father figure. Nice. Whenever I think of George Michael, I think of uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Police, Synchronicity Two. Yeah. And well, the song is about it's like this dichotomy between the Loch Ness monster and this societal angst. It's really weird. If you try and Google it, Sting kind of, I mean, he doesn't really go into any details about what the heck was he doing with that song, but it's about the Loch Ness monster and social angst. (laughs) It's really weird. Interesting. Uh, But the video, you know, was, you know, it had a lot of Loch Ness in it and stuff. And I was obsessed with the Loch Ness monster when I was a little kid. So I really liked that video and that song. Nice. Robert Plant's heaven knows. Awesome. Enya's the long ships. Oh Yeah foreigner i don't want to live without you yeah pointer sisters automatic another one i like to listen to over and over again yeah two by depeche mode behind the wheel which is really obscure and then the policy of truth and then last in excess never tear us apart oh nice so those will all be on our mix by the way i had another one that i forgot about but this is very obscure but do you remember love and rockets so alive oh totally so alive yeah i love that again i I didn't put it on there because it's like man how do you pare this down there's so many good songs out there Way too many. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I wanted to also quickly say thank you, by the way, also to Chris, you know, who came up with the origin for today. He was the only person. I'm, I'm a little shocked. I'm not going to lie. The only person <laughs> who said, hey, here's my list. We haven't heard from anyone else yet. So either nobody else likes music or I don't know. But anyway, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I wanted to share. Sure, that's it. Very, yeah. Nobody likes music. I think that's what it is. Very, very quickly. His mix or his top 80 songs. Anyway, 
everything rush pretty much but he limited it to uh tom <laughs> sawyer and spirit of radio new world man night ranger those three, yeah. yeah those three sister christian Sister I forgot about that song. Know the time has come. there you go well and he's got toto africa as well so his was on there cheap trick motor flame yeah uh tom petty free fall i thought that was 90s but i guess it really is 80s yeah free fallen was 89 maybe i think you're right yeah dire straits walk of life heart barracuda yep. Was that 80s? Barracuda. I thought that was 70s. You know, I think Barracuda might have been the 70s. I think so uh, too. I'll have to now. look that up. Well, because I, I think I put, you know, because I loved Heart Alone for the 80s, and I think I put Barracuda for my 70s mix. So now I Wasn't need to check. Oh, dude. Cars, Drive, yes. Mm-hmm. Great song. Love the cars. And then Journey, Don't Stop Believing, Open Arms, Faithfully. Yeah, we were talking about Journey nice. and stuff. So thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. It's, it's good to get. You awesome. know what? I'm going to throw those into the mix too. So if you are yeah. checking out our Spotify mix, and you want to listen to these songs, you've never heard them, go check them out. And that is in the show notes. So it's over at realbryanshow.com slash 288. It is also labeled TRBS Top 1980s. So check it out. Next week will be yeah. the 70s. I mean, there's so much really that's just fun. And the other thing too is it's really cool to discover what other people are listening to from the different decades. Right. I really appreciate that. So hope you're enjoying. What is on our honk list, Captain Influence? Dude, what isn't on our honk list? Um, we, we besides this things. show that someone people keep talking about called Loki, which I really don't believe exists. Honestly, I, don't I think just, it's real. I don't think it's real. Yeah, it's all made up. Here's another show that's a true story, by the way. It's called Sweet Tooth, and it's on Netflix. Oh yes, and it's about it's a, more like a documentary, right? I mean, like, kind of like Ken Burns. Yeah, it's a Ken Burns. Actually, it is Ken Burns. It's a Ken Burns okay. documentary on um, hybrid children, new children that are being uh-huh. born that are half animal, half human. Okay. Um, again, true story. This is happening up in Montana and um, some of the northern states, North Dakota, some of those and all that. So we're starting to see an influx now of half like pig, half human babies and stuff. And so, you know, be on the lookout. Not only you're looking for the firecracker unicorn, but you're looking for hybrid children. So that's OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it's on Netflix and it is interesting so far. It is based on, I mentioned this last week, it's based on a comic. It's a DC comic and um, it's it's been getting good ratings. So I checked it out. This is my um, PTSD speaking here a little bit, a little too close to COVID for me to really like the the show so far. But the first episode was really good. It was like post a virus hits and it causes all these problems and these hybrid kids are born and stuff like that. You know, is it interesting? Were they born because of the virus or is the virus because of these hybrids? We don't know, right? That's part of the story. And so the first episode was really fascinating. And then the second episode really dealt with the virus. And I was like, okay, I just can't get into something like this when COVID is still very real and alive. Mm. Um, it's just too, too much like real life. So okay. I don't know. I'm debating whether or not to continue. But um, my question for anyone who has seen Sweet Tooth so far, does it continue to really put a lot of screen time on the virus or does it put from here on out more screen time on sweet tooth and what's going on with that is it worth brian pushing through yes is the question i'm not going to traumatize myself if it continues to dive into that i'm just not going to do it because i don't need more ptsd so (laughs) i want to know here's a fun movie cruella here's my very quick synopsis review of it great start good story very cool style and then it got a little weird and over the top, a la Disney style in the middle. They do this with animated movies a lot. It's mm-hmm. why I don't like a lot of animated movies because it just gets this kind of Disney ridiculous animated. Disney style, high action slapstick antics that really just don't serve any purpose. It's kind of I this see. style that I don't like. Now, some people don't care. Some people love it. I don't. 
Yeah. And then the ending was really good. Here's what continued to blow me away. The acting was amazing. Emma Thompson, always a class act. She's so good. Emma Stone, dude. Oh my, she played Corella. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Did she do a great job? I feel like she deserves some kind of an award for her acting on this one. Really, and really she good. Get one. Yeah. I hope so. It's very, very worth watching. It's a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. So then you can't go and compare it to the, the cartoon, which is right. good. It's a prequel. Right. Enjoy it. It's fun. It's worth watching. There's gaming on our honk list. And we wanted to mention a few things. I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago was Don't Starve Together, which is a very interesting game that came out. It was $5, I think, when it was on sale. It's an interesting little game. It's a co-op game. And it literally is exactly what the title means. Don't starve together. You are together and you're trying not to starve. And it's kind of a survival, but it's kind of funny. It's cartoonish. It's third person like camera looking down upon you. Very hard. Very, very, very hard game. And so kind of frustrating as well. But we've only played a little bit. And then we got distracted because the new expansion for Sea of Thieves came out, which is get this a partnership with Disney and Pirates of the Caribbean. Dude. And well done. So far, yeah. So I got, you've played the first two Tall Tales. They have right. f- five? Of five, yep. yeah. I played the first one with you, which was awesome. Jack Sparrow does make an appearance, and it's it's so cool. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, and we got to fight the Flying Dutchman. There is so much homage. If you're a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, there is so yeah. much in that expansion to homage so not only not only the movies but the original ride at Disneyland yeah or Disney World it's pretty impressive it really is here's another one that's kind of cool is uh Ghost Recon Breakpoint I mentioned this one and it's the latest edition it is I don't know if it's as good as some of the previous iterations there's I feel like they missed out on a lot of opportunities a lot of opportunities but there's some really really cool things in the game and they have a Terminator event which oh, yeah. is Awesome. And I think they're supposed to keep adding to it, but you start it up and, you know, somebody comes back from the future and there are Terminators all over the world. They're just as hard to kill as they are in the movie. (laughs) It is. And they can kill you quickly and they are awesome. (laughs) It was so cool. So, wow. Anyway, in Ghost Recon Wildlands, you got to do the Predator event. Ah, yes. It it was awesome, too. So I like these little kind of tie ins with the movies, which is really fun. But yeah, it's kind of fun. You're doing a game, too. I just started Horizon Zero Dawn, which some of you may have heard of. It's it's not a terribly new game. It's a couple of years old now, but uh, it's basically this post-apocalyptic world where these tribes of humans are surviving. They're surrounded by ruins of the old world, but they're also surrounded by living machine animals everywhere. And, and the, where the animals came from is a mystery. And your your main character Aloy is you're you're trying to discover what's going on in the world and. The story is fantastic. It's basically another, it's an Assassin's Creed slash Far Cry type interface and game style, but different story. Very beautiful game. Very, I can't express enough how beautiful this game is. It's beautiful and the story is fantastic. So, so far it's amazing. Beautiful. Well, that's what's on our honk list. And also I should mention that today Black Widow is now out in the theaters. Dude. Yeah. And so is it going to be on Disney plus? Yes, it is. So the question is, are you going to go watch it in the theater or are you going to get it on Disney plus? What's the plan? Let us know if you're going to watch it. We will, of course. And of course we'll review it. Yes. You know, quickly, but let's Let's do it. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed all this as always. And uh, we will be back for another episode. We're still working on the video so that you can see our, our glorious, beautiful, shining, handsome faces. 64 pack abs. Dude. Yeah.
Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If Depeche Mode and Duran Duran got into a fight, I think Duran Duran would win. Those geezers used to chase chicks through the forest and stuff. Well, you know what the music means? realbrianshow.com slash 288 is where the show notes are at and of course the music link you can listen to Duran Duran and you can watch that YouTube video where they're chasing chicks through the forest forest, yeah, Yeah, as geezers by the way thanks for joining us man that was fun thank you captain and we'll see you next week for a most amazing time have an amazing glorious week Real Brian Show sign it off The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com